0: Even a small portion of what that really means. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. But then it's also confirmed and proclaimed in Matthew chapter 1, verses 22 through 23, that says this, So all this was done, and that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated is what? God with us. God with us. Do we even realize how profound this name is? To have God with us. To walk among us, the King of the universe, the Creator of all things, the very one who wrapped himself in flesh and became a helpless little baby, who needed the care and protection of his mother and his family, the very one who would set aside certain aspects of himself willingly to walk among us. Think of everything he did for us, think of what he subjected himself to, the Creator the divine architect of everything, the one who created everything, who spoke it into existence. He took on the humility of humanity, the suffering of the human life, the daily grind of work and toil and labor, and every issue that you and I deal with, all the emotion, all the exhaustion. We have a God who knows what we are going through. We have a God who knows our plight. He took the shame of the cross for you and me. He did that for us. He did it willingly because He loves us so much, because He so loved the world that He made that journey. He walked among us, an infinitely dimensional God. He became a man and He tabernacled among us. He was fully man and fully God. We call it the hypostatic union, but it's a beautiful mystery that we cannot understand. We can't understand. And I wonder if we can even understand or comprehend What his journey was all about. From heaven to the manger. To a cross and a tomb. And back to heaven again. Where I just want to remind us he waits patiently for that moment. That's coming soon, church. When our king will return for his bride. Are you ready? When we celebrate Christmas, there's so much more to this holiday. There's so much more to the babe in Bethlehem. But you, when you think about who it was that was born in that stable in that manger nearly 2,022 years ago, he bears many names in scripture and they help us to understand a little more about our infinitely dimensional God. But even that can't compare to who he is. We only get a hint of who Emmanuel, of who he is, God with us. We know in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, we know he is our Advocate. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but for the whole world. But scripture goes on to describe him in so many other ways. And I wonder if we really can comprehend what's in a name. He is the arm of the Lord, as Isaiah tells us. He is the amen of revelation. He's the apostle of our profession, he's the author of life, he's the true witness, and he is faithful and true. And not only that, he's the Word. John 1.1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And verse 14 tells us, and what did he do? He became flesh and dwelt and tabernacled among us. He is the Word made flesh. He's the Word of life. He's the faithful witness. He's our high priest. He is holy and true. He's the Holy One. He's our hope. He's the hope of glory. He's the man from heaven, and yet he is also the man of sorrows. Do you understand? He went to the cross for you and I, despising the shame, but he took it anyway. He went there because he loves you. Do you understand how important you are to your king? He went to the cross for you and me, the man of sorrows, but he is also the mediator of the new covenant as hebrews tell us he's the messenger of the covenant in malachi he's the prophet he's the son of righteousness shining on every one of us he's the just one he's the mediator he's the stone the builders rejected he's the true bread he's the true god he's the true light and he is the true vine are you abiding in the vine we can't comprehend the name emmanuel but scripture tells us in jeremiah he is the righteous branch He is the righteous one. He's the rock. He is the root of David. And he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And that lion will be here soon. He is the living one of Revelation. He's the living stone. He's the Lord of glory and the Lord of all. He's the great high priest and he is the head of the church. Not me, not you, not anyone else. It's Jesus Christ. He's the heir of all things. He's the beginning of the creation of God. He's the beloved son. He's the capstone. He's the captain of salvation. He's the chief cornerstone. He's the chief shepherd. And he is the deliverer. Your deliverer has come. We have a beautiful promise. And know this, he's the desire of nations, the Haggai tells us. He's the first begotten. He's the firstborn over all creation. He is the forerunner that Hebrews tells us all about. He's the heir of all things. He's the image of God. He is Jehovah. He's our Joshua. He's the judge of Israel. He's the king of Israel. He's the lawgiver, the leader and commander, the mighty God, the mighty one, the morning star. He's the offspring of David. He's our protection, our redemption, and he is our righteousness. Do you know when God looks upon you, believer? He sees his son, Jesus Christ. It's his righteousness and not mine and not yours. And you know, Song of Solomon tells us that he is the rose of Sharon. He is the lily of the valleys. He's the ruler of God's creation, the ruler of the kings of the earth. He is the seed of the woman, the first prophecy in Scripture, Genesis 3.15, known as the Proto-Evangelium, which is a big word that just means the virgin birth was prophesied that our Messiah would come in this way, in Genesis he is the shepherd and the bishop of our souls. Our Lord is the bread of God, the bread of life. He's the bridegroom. He's the consolation of Israel. He's the dayspring. He's the gate. He's the glory of the Lord. And He is the good shepherd. And I love in Isaiah chapter 9, because we get more names in there. Verses 6 through 7 tell us this. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Church, do you understand what's in a name? What's in one name, Emmanuel, God with us? He's the king of saints. He's the king of ages. He's the power of God. He's the son of man. He's the son of the blessed. He's the son of the most high God. And he is the only begotten son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe it in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He is the wisdom of God, the faithful witness, the beginning and the end. He's the first and last. He is the great I am. He is God. He is the king eternal, and he is the alpha and the omega. And yet, in knowing all of that, in knowing all of these things so far, we know that this infinite God, perfect in all his ways, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-holy, the creator of all things, the very one who holds all things together, became a helpless little baby for you and me. He lived a perfect life and He died a perfect death on a criminal's cross. He took your punishment and mine. He did it for us because He loves us. He is the Lamb of God slain before the foundations of the earth. He came to take our sins upon Himself. And the birth of Jesus is only one part of this wonderful story because we know that baby, what He would do. He would grow to be a man, the God-man. And he would go to the cross of Calvary, to that place called Golgotha. And he would pay for our sins. And he would go into that tomb, but we know it wouldn't hold him. On the third day, he would rise again as proof of his atoning sacrifice. You and I have eternal hope because he is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He's the lamb without blemish. He's the atoning sacrifice for our sins. He's the last Adam. He's the firstborn from the dead. He's our great God and Savior. He's the author of salvation. He is our Redeemer. He's the resurrection and life, the horn of salvation, the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. He's the light of the world. And he is the author and the finisher of our faith. What's in a name? And yet we know he's the creator. He's God incarnate. He is Mashiach, Messiah. He is Mashiach Nagid, Messiah the King. He is Yeshua HaNatsri, Yumelech Hakuhidim, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. He's the way, He's the truth, and He is the life. And no man come to the Father except through Him. He is Christ. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is eternal life. And yet all of this, all of these names that don't even begin to describe who our King is, they don't even give us insight in our human feeble minds of who he really is. What's in a name? There's so much more than we could ever imagine and yet I want you to contemplate this tonight. The one name that he says we can call him. The one precious name that he says you and I can call him. The same name that he calls you and I. It's so subtle. It's so simple that many times we overlook it. We've gone through all these names tonight, but the one name we're able to call him that should just make you bow in worship and understand he allows us to call him friend, the king of the universe. Do you understand that? I don't think we can truly understand in this human body. We can't understand what our Lord did for us by making the journey down from the throne of heaven to the manger of Bethlehem, to the cross of Calvary, and out the doorway of a temporary tomb. We can't comprehend who he really is. But he did this because he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He's our eternal hope and our glory. And he is the promise of eternity. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's word. I think it's so crucially important that these days, the body of Christ stay grounded and anchored in the word of God